the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. This uh, headline caught my attention. Um, as I continue to say, I, mean, I try to say it often, uh, I am very concerned about the political future of America. I'm concerned what's going on politically. I'm concerned about what's going on in the White House. I'm concerned about what's happening in Congress. Uh, I'm concerned about what's happening with new laws here in Ohio, uh, in Washington, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I am far more concerned, far more concerned at what's happening in our churches. That's why I became so animated and emotional yesterday about one of America's most influential young preachers and uh, what he said in a recent sermon series, casting doubt on the authority of Scripture. Um, I think that's far more dangerous than anything Joe Biden will ever do. Well, I know that Joe Biden could possibly take us into nuclear war. I know that. Uh, but I also know that we serve a sovereign God, and God is in control. So I'm always looking for information about what's happening spiritually in America, because it's just much more important than what's happening politically. So this headline really caught my attention this morning. Less than half of Americans, 63%, of church-going Christians believe that Jesus existed before Christmas. So less than half of Americans in general, of those who profess to be Christians, only 63% believe that Jesus is eternal. When they say, do you believe that Jesus existed before Christmas— You're asking, do you believe that Jesus is divine? Do you believe that Jesus is God? Do you believe that Jesus is eternal? And of course, Scripture is absolutely clear that that baby was God in the flesh. We talk about the incarnation. The eternal God in the form of God the Son became a man on Christmas. But he didn't come into existence at Christmas time. Here's the, uh, here's the poll. Less than half of Americans, including just 63% of church-going Christians, 
believed Jesus existed before his virgin birth in Bethlehem, a new study from LifeWay Research shows. The study, conducted recently through an online survey of a national pre-recruited panel, shows that only two of five, or 41%, of American adults believe Jesus existed before his Bethlehem birth. 32% disagree with the idea that Christ existed before his Bethlehem birth. 28% say they're not sure. So 41%, yeah, maybe. 32% say, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Jesus was not, is not God. Quote, researchers also found that even among Christians who attend church four times a month, I want to say this carefully, cautiously, but honestly, uh, most people who attend church four times a month are not from the liberal wing of Christianity. Those primarily are mostly evangelicals. Of those who attend church four times a month or more, only 63% believe that Jesus existed before his Bethlehem birth. Now again, in order to question or deny the eternal existence of Jesus, you have to deny the clear teaching of Scripture. You have to deny what the Bible says. The the Bible is very clear. Even the prophecies of the Old Testament, like Isaiah chapter 9, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Even the Old Testament prophecies prophesied that the Messiah was the everlasting, the eternal God. So what does this teach us? It teaches us that we are really, really weak on doctrine. Folks, I say this often. And I will continue to say it as long as I have breath. When most of our sermons are about five ways to be happy at work, six ways to combat stress, seven ways to be fulfilled, uh, three ways to have a better marriage, which that's wonderful, that's fine, that's great. But all of these, how you can conquer stress, how you can be happy, how you can handle stress and pressure. Hey, listen, that's necessary. But what about teaching and preaching? What does the incarnation mean? What does that mean? What does it mean that God became flesh? Did Jesus really bodily rise from the grave? Was he really dead, buried, and did he really come back to life, rise from the grave, and ascend to heaven? Who is God? What is the Trinity? 
What does Scripture teach us about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit? Was Jesus really born of a virgin? What does that big fancy word propitiation mean? What in the world does that mean? What is the uh, penal aspect of the cross? We have got to be teaching our congregation's doctrine. That's why I was I was just over the moon thrilled. Our home church that Joy and I are members of in Westerville, the message on Sunday was on the judgment seat of Christ. It's been years since I've heard a message on the judgment seat of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ. Wow. Phenomenal message. Tough message. Hard message. But so needed, so necessary. What do we know? What do we believe about the return of Christ? What do we know about the Bible? What about a series on the inspiration of Scripture? What do we mean when we say that the Bible is the inspired, infallible, and inerrant Word of God? How did we get our Bible? These are the things that in so many churches today are just not being taught. Oh, they're boring and nobody will pay attention. Hey, listen, some of the most exciting preaching, teaching you will ever hear are doctrinal. I think it's almost the unpardonable sin to teach doctrine in a boring manner. You don't have to teach doctrine in a boring manner. It's exciting to find out what God says in His Word. We are raising biblically illiterate Christians. The size of your church is meaningless. Small, big, somewhere in the middle. What are you doing? What kind of disciples are you developing? What kind of biblical literacy are you producing? Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Yeah, we're going to wrap things up here pretty quick on Bob Bernie Live on this Friday. I always try to say this at the end of the program, but sometimes I run out of time. So let me say it now. Being a good Bible believing church this weekend, and I mean Bible believing church this weekend. They're there. They exist. They're all over. Wonderful, solid, Bible-believing churches. If you don't have one, make this the weekend that you're going to start the search. And if you... First question. Now, this is just my opinion, but I feel strongly about it. You, You may disagree, and that's fine. The very first question What do you believe here at this church about the Bible? Do you believe the Bible is the inspired, infallible, and inerrant Word of God? 
that's where you begin. If they say no or, well, uh, well, kind of, uh, if they even hesitate, be polite, but say, thank you. I think we'll, uh, I think we'll look for another church. That's the foundation, the Word of God. What do they believe about the Bible? And then you can get into all of the other things. And you know what? The kind of music they have should be way, way down on the list. It is just amazing that many people, right at the top of their list when they're looking for a church, what kind of music do you have? Really? You care more about the music than their doctrine, what they teach, what they believe? Are you serious? What is wrong with you? Now, hey, music is important. I'm not saying it's not important. It is the style of worship. You know, not everybody is comfortable with this. You know, that's that's fine. That's okay, but not at the top of the list. What do you believe? What is the foundation of your doctrine here at this church? Then there's a thousand peripheral issues that you can ask them about and your personal convictions, and then you move to preferences. But number one, where do you stand on God's book? So being a good Bible-believing church, and like I keep saying, it's time to go back to church. Uh, number of COVID cases, I think around 400 today. Dropping, 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 dropping. Uh, which leads me to this next story, and I'll try to deal with it quickly. Headline, only 4% of Christian parents have a biblical worldview. 4%. Uh, this was a bit of research done by Arizona Christian University at their Cultural Research Center. And they had parameters of what is a biblical worldview. And as they interviewed people, thousands of people, coast to coast, only 4% of parents who identified as Christian had a biblical worldview. Let that sink in. These are Christian Parents who said, yeah, we're yeah, we're Christians. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, we are. Well, let's talk about your worldview. Four percent. Ninety-six percent of Christian parents did not have a biblical worldview. Quote, more than nine out of ten parents have a syncretistic or blended worldview, meaning their beliefs are a mix of multiple worldviews where, quote, No single life philosophy is dominant, the study found. This produces often self-contradictory worldviews, the center said, in their analysis. Quote, the typical American parent is either fully unaware that there is a worldview development process, or they are aware that their child is developing a worldview. What? Parents don't even know that they're teaching their children a worldview? The research further found that the younger the parent, 
the less likely they are to have a biblical worldview. Uh, heard some guy on the radio not long ago talking about churches teaching doctrine. Well, part of that is teaching your congregation what is a biblical worldview. How do we view the world around us from a biblical perspective? Yeah. Like I said, we are facing incredible biblical illiteracy. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I am for the best music program that we can possibly have. I love music. I love music. But you may have the best music program in the city. If you're not teaching your congregation biblical doctrine and a biblical worldview, the music is worthless. Have a great evening, but please remember whose you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.